Hello and welcome. I am super excited. But of course, you have to know who I am to find out why I'm super excited. I am your girl, Simply Bree. And as you can see right there, I am your host for tonight. Now, I'm sure you are wondering, where is your guest? Like, um, isn't it supposed to be like six of you guys? Well, guess what? I am definitely going to go ahead and bring them up. If you are watching this as a replay, I'm so sorry that you missed the fun because I already know with these personalities, we are going to have a ball. So if you get the chance to ever attend any of our lives, please make sure that you do so. You put your comments in the chat box and engage with us in this conversation because it's definitely important that we have these conversations. So you are actually watching the first episode of many of Black, Mars, and Venus. So we always hear men are from Mars, women are from Venus, and it's usually the verses. We're bumping heads. Well, guess what? This time, we are actually bringing Black men and women together to have a very important dialogue with one another and, and figure out why we are the way that we are. Why do we process things the way that we do? So Without further ado, I am going to go ahead and bring up our first panelist. I guess you can say our first panelist. Um, she joins us. Her name is Kayla. So Kayla's going to come up and she's going to actually introduce herself and tell you a little bit about her. Okay. Kayla, hello. Hi. How are you? I'm great. How are you doing? I am great. Thank you. So tell the great people a little bit about Kayla. Um, I recently had a birthday Sunday, 34. Happy belated. Thank you. Thank you. I am an educator. I teach American government to high school freshmen. Um, I am a mother of three kiddos, 13, 12, and 19 months. Wow. Okay. So I am busy, busy, busy. Yes. Well, we all know about the, the motherhood and, and how it is to be busy. So I am so thankful to have you on tonight as one of our panelists. Joining us next is the man himself. He gonna kill me. Okay. But he goes by the name of Coco Puff Master, the one, the only Mr. Alan Newman Jr. Hey, Alan. Yeah, what up, Bree? Really? Really? <laughs> I had to. You got on Beyonce Knows the Internet, and that's how you're going to introduce me. Wow. Okay. Let the people know. You can even tell us why we refer to you as the Cocoa Puff Master, but let the people know who you are and a little bit about yourself. Okay, for those who don't know me, my name is Alden Newman Jr. Um... I'm not the Cocoa Puff Master. Um, this is Cocoa I, Puff Master right there. <laughs> um, <laughs> but I do utilize my platform to create safe space for Black men and women. Um, and I do take uh, special joy in promoting the love for our Black women. Um, I'm currently in the corporate America field as a reservations manager um, for Marriott. Um, currently single. I guess I can put that shameless plug in there. Um, and looking forward to what's going to happen today on the show. Yes, he, that was definitely a shameless plug. I, I, I have no words. I have no words. <laughs> so, joining us next, because it's interesting that you are single, 
We have a young lady that is joining us by the name of Taina. And I'm going to let her tell you what it is that she actually got going on. Ty, hello. You're muted. All right, I'm here. <laughs> yes, Ty. Hey, hey. Alan said that he is single. So please let, let him know and the other great people out there. Let them know what it is that you got going on. Yeah, thanks for that. So my name is Taina, and I am the founder of He Says Yes, which is a new dating site that I created um, just to curate a space for um, Black men and Black women to meet, greet, and date. So Alan, <laughs> I just really have a spot for you. And um, ladies, you can... Uh, find Alan on, uh, he says yes, once he creates his profile. Um, <laughs> shameless plug. Um, no, but I, I, yeah, so that's, that's, um, that's my site. And um, I'm excited to, uh, to grow it and looking forward to see other wonderful relationships, black love that comes out of it. So yes. <laughs> All right. Thank you. Now. So you guys have met Kayla. You've met Alan and you've met Taina. So next joining us is going to be Mr. Banter himself. Uh, you guys have seen him on Mondays with Simply Sports. Give it up for my guy, RG the Great. RG, how's it going, sir? I would call myself RG to okay myself, but thank you for the well wishes. <laughs> it's been a rough week. <laughs> but thank you. Okay, RG, let the people know. Let them know a little something about you. Thank you. Thank you. Um, Leader of 40 Still Gaming. Me and my children, we make a um, gaming channel where we um, share the joy of gaming with our family and friends. Um, I'm also a co-host on the He Said What Network under Simply Sports. I'm also a co-host for me and my brother Isa Moon from Moon Man Moves. And I'm also a video editor. So we're pretty busy over here. Um, but the main thing is getting out, talking to the people, and spreading love and showing greatness at all levels. And having Jesus' hands. I'm Call done. Back. Call back. I'm, I'm done. You, did you have to watch our show. Yeah, watch our show. <laughs> gotcha. Okay. And lastly, speaking of, we're talking about Mars. We're talking about Venus. But there's nothing better then the moon man himself, Mr. Ezel Moon. Welcome to the show. <laughs> hey, what's going on? Yes. What's good, great people? Yes, um, let the people know who is Ezel Moon and what do you have going on? All right, what's good, great people? I am Ezel Moon and uh, I am a special guest. <laughs> so, what I do is I'm an interviewer, um, I sit with people from all walks of life, interview them, and you know, these interviews go to charity. Um, and I also uh, co-host Moon Man Moves with my guy RG. Uh, I am a reoccurring guest on the He Said What <laughs> Radio Network. Oh, I love doing that. And uh, <laughs> let's see. Uh, by day, I am in fact an instructional leader, and uh, and, and an author, and an entrepreneur. Yeah, these are these are the things that I got going. So um, tap in with me if you need me for anything. Yes. All right. Now, now that you guys have met everyone, um, it is 
very important that what is going on by oh sir okay okay <laughs> i told you i told you this is gonna happen like three times <laughs> It is, it is important that you guys understand why we are having this conversation. Um, a lot of the times, you know, there's a lot of stereotypes that we all face as African-Americans. And sometimes the stereotypes are created amongst ourselves. So it's important that we're having this dialogue between Black men and Black women to kind of put to bed some of these issues that we have that sometimes we don't actually talk to one another about. We just assume that we know. So that is the reason for Black Mars and Venus, because we are coming together instead of competing against one another, because that tends to be the going thing between Black men and women. So our topics tonight um, is Black love and relationships, social influences and black households. So I actually um, would like to actually talk about the black households first. Um, and you guys can definitely chime in. Um, as always, we are taking turns with the answers. So if it's something that you want to address or piggyback off of someone else and just raise your hand and I, I'm done. Sir, we ain't even start yet. Yes, are you testing? Okay, go ahead, Mr. Moon. The black household can be positively socially influenced with great black relationships. I like this guy. <laughs> Sir. That boy good. That boy good. I just want y'all to know. I just want y'all to know. Okay, okay, I'll take that. Um, so starting off, we'll start off with Ty. Um, when it comes to growing up in a black black household, we know that both we know that households nowadays usually may not have the father figure or the mother figure all together at once. As a black woman, how important do you you find it to be um, for there to be two parents in one household? Uh, I think that it's it's one of those things that you we all know it's important right like mm -hmm. it's important to have a two-family household uh, i think statistics have shown how um well a child or children um succeed with a healthy um healthy being the operative word a household with two parents um but it's also been done right it's also been done we there are families unfortunately that have one parent household and it can be done but i think where you can, if you can, um, create some kind of cohesive partnership where it's um, it's healthy. Um, I think it, it it's having two parents is definitely a plus. Right. Right. Okay. Um, does anyone want to piggyback off of what Ty just said, or at Ezel, you just you just look like you up to something. I don't even know if I want to call on you right now. Uh, All right. Uh, oh no! <laughs> Does anyone want to piggyback off of what Ty just said? I will. Okay. Um, as one person that's kind of doing it right now, I don't. Sometimes it's not really important that they're in the same building. That there's some type of structure. 
because nowadays all hands are on deck when it comes to our kids, our lives, and our relationships. So even if you don't have like the father figure in the crib, it's hopefully you have another male to help teach that aspect to your children, or you have a, a niece, a or a nephew or someone that can help you fill in the gaps because we have to do whatever we have to do nowadays to survive. So households take on way different forms. Um, for me personally, I felt like the best way I could serve my kids is by kind of having a traditional household. But many of my friends and many people I know don't have traditional households and their and their kids are just as well adjusted as mine if you call it crazy adjusted. But yeah, they're just as um, well adjusted as my kids. Okay. All right. Well, um, I don't think crazy is a bad thing. I guess yes. it really just depends on how you um, determine or define crazy. I joke. I kid. I, <laughs> I mean, but crazy can't really be in the household. And that is a really, really good point, too, because just because there's two parents in the household does not mean that that's a healthy household. Mm -hmm. Because those kids tend to actually see more fights, more drama, more stress. So growing up in a household, what were the type of things that um, you either seen or you've heard of in other households that you feel um, was not spoken on? And this goes to anyone that wants to answer. Violence. Um, oh. A lot of my family members and neighbors they had a lot of domestic violence. And that was something that was kind of a hush-hush thing, you know, because you didn't want to break up the structure, but the structure wasn't healthy for anyone. And yeah. unfortunately, one of my relatives, one of my dear aunts, she fell victim to domestic violence. And I'm not talking about, like, shelter. I'm talking about grave. So wow. not talking about it. Everybody's sweeping under the rug. She's not here right now. Right. Yeah. Now, I think... I think that's one of the that's one of the things that you know, as someone that that is in a co-parenting situation, I wholeheartedly believe you know making sure that I'm I'm present for mine, but I'm also making sure that you know the relationship that I have with my son's mother is in fact something that is conducive, you know, that shows that we have respect for one another, um, because though you know I've I've definitely seen domestic violence growing up. Um, you know, not only with, uh, you know, within my own household, but also within, you know, my aunts as, as well. Um, nothing as, as extreme as RG's example, but, you know, things that have, you know, where it's like, hey, we can't, we can't call the cops, but the cops are called because of so much noise by the neighbor, right? So um, I wholeheartedly believe that, you know, as long as there is a structure within that household, something that you know some type something that shows respect love compassion kindness uh a semblance of peace that is the best thing for the child rather than you know rather than anything else whether it be a step parent whether it be a co-parenting situation you know or you know even a single parent as long as that child is raised in an atmosphere of love respect kindness peace um uh, and you know support then I definitely would recommend that more than anything else very nice okay so I have a question um, and I'll, I'll present this to Alan 
Um, so growing up in a household, right, where you have your mom and your dad, and I'm sure you have relatives and friends that can relate to you, or even you can relate or you know of their situation, the way that boys are raised versus the way that young girls are raised. Boys are raised typically to shelter any type of emotions that they may have. You're not supposed to cry or you're soft. Um, you know, you're supposed to get up, brush it off and keep it trucking. How does muting or, or muffling your emotions affect a young boy as a grown man? Oh, that's a that's a good question. I know from my household personally, um, I grew up with the benefit of actually having a father who was open with his feelings and um, with his emotions. So he always had taught me to it's OK. It's OK to cry. It's OK to be upset. It's OK, okay to show frustration, which um, for most young boys, that's not something necessary that is taught in our household. It was. Um, However, I've seen in other households where they've been told, well, you're supposed to man up, you're supposed to toughen up. Boys don't cry, real men don't cry and this kind of stuff. And to be honest, when I'm on the outside looking in, it has affected so many young black men because you look at our interactions with the opposite sex, you look at our interactions with each other. Um, it causes us to be, even if we're broken, we're like, we're not gonna let nobody see us broken. Um, but one thing I've learned is it's not good to hide those kind of feelings because you put stress on your body. Um, a lot of people don't realize when you're sitting there, you're bottling everything up and bottling everything up and bottling everything up. Then as you get older, your body starts to break down because of that mental stress, um, because of the emotional stress you have. Um, it's never been, um, <clears throat> it's never been something that has been productive for us in the black community, because if you don't know how to convey your feelings and convey your emotions, how can you actually build meaningful relationships with other people? Because if I can't open myself up to you, I'm not going to be able to make any building blocks or any leadway with you. And unfortunately, if I can't make leadway with you and I have kids, I'm passing on that same behavior to the next generation. You're not supposed to show your feelings. You're not supposed to be this emotional man when, in fact, it's OK to be emotional. Um, so, like I said, in my household, I was taught it's OK to show my feelings. It's OK um, to wear my emotions on my sleeve. Just don't let it take over you, but it's okay to let that be known in my household. But like I said, on the outside looking in, I can see how it affects others when you're not given that safe space to be able to wear your emotions and not be chastised as a black man in regards to it. Mm. Boy, you 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 touched on a couple of things there because as a as a father myself, I'm trying to figure out the best way to balance like, hey. You know, yes, you can cry. It's totally understandable mm -hmm. to cry. But at some point, the crying stops and you have to proceed on with life. And it's like, OK, well, how much time do I give my child to do, you know, mm -hmm. what I'm saying, to do that? Right. It's, yeah. it's 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 hard to find. It's I mean, it's hard to find that balance because, mm -hmm. you know, no matter what, every single person is different. And you're trying to like it's as if you're it's a freestyle, basically. Exactly. Right. Because, you know, exactly. it's. And but all you have is the knowledge that, you know, you just want the best for your little one, but you don't know mm -hmm. the best way to, you know, to, to pre present that. So that's, that's, and, that's, that's go ahead. And it, it's true that you said that, because I think with my dad, um, he's definitely was one of those 
thuggy thuggy man uh so when you see him in person you're like oh there's no way this man is sitting here like that carry his feelings and know when to imparted it but he knew when to come in my room and be like all right jr i don't let you have your little your little moment this is when i need you to now take this next step and like you said it's a freestyle i i really believe it's based on like the relationship you have with your your son and just you learning how he kind of works now out of the two of us i i am the more emotional of the two of us so when i was in my feelings growing up it's just like he kind of knew I'm going to give you that whole day that you're in your feelings. I'm giving you that day that you're in your feelings. And then the next day, he'll come in my room, sit down. JR, let me talk to you real quick. This is what I need you to do. This is how you need to maneuver yourself. Because not only am I preparing you for life, but I'm preparing you for when you have a family. I'm preparing for when you're on your own. They're not going to, it's not always good to let them see you down in the dumps and crying every time. Because remember, they're depending on you to be that strong tower for them. Did he freeze? Oh, he did the Jesus hands. Wow. <laughs> he did the Jesus hands, RG. There you go. Hey, can I add something? Yeah, go ahead. Um, my dad was kind of like Alan's dad in a lot of respects. And um, he's a tough guy. And I got I get a lot of my toughness and perseverance from him, but some of the lessons I learned make me desensitized. And I never recognized that I was desensitized until I got older. So I've tried a different approach with my kids because there's not one side that fits all. Right. So mm -hmm. I'm usually letting folks, as long as they're not being disrespectful or rambunctious, we can kick it. And See, that's one thing I never had as a lane as a kid. It was like, yeah, I know. Thank you for being honest. Here's the belt. So <laughs> it was a little rough. Right. So I tried to give a lane and a space where folks can talk it out. And the only time you really get to a point where it becomes that way is if you lie to me. Because I feel like it suits you more to be able to tell me when things are wrong so we can fix it versus being like, oh, you go get in trouble regardless. So I think that's the first step is just creating a safe space where everybody can kick it. Because I got one kid that's like a savage like me. He's 14 going on 46 like I am. I got one that loves Pokemon and the other one, he, he I don't know where, he's somewhere in the house somewhere. <laughs> but you have to meet them at their own level. He's somewhere around yeah. here. Yeah, so that's it's just it's one side, no size fits all. I think for, yeah. for me, what, what I what I realized that I learned from from growing up in a household where you know my father was a very strict disciplinarian and I did adopt those qualities whenever it comes to the you know to um being in the classroom but also just uh, you know uh when when it comes to my my son, right? Of course I'm strict, but I, you know, and I try to pre present the, hey, you know, this is how you want to up to hold and carry yourself, you know, even though he's really young, he's three now, right? Um, it, I also, you know, in our moments, just let him be as emotional as he wants to be, um, because I didn't, I never got that safe space, you know, like when, like, and it was, and it, and it. It sucks, you know, because I, I listen to you two and I'm envious because it's like, dang, man, like, I wish I would have gotten that, you know. Um, but it was, uh, yeah, it was it was definitely different for me. So, you know, I, I, I try to, you know, be like the tortoise that learned from everyone else's mistakes mm -hmm. and try to utilize that for my little one. So, 
sense. Yeah, and and that that helps. Um, and last tidbit, my my dad, one of his biggest before he's passed, one of his biggest sayings he used to always tell my sister and I was, "I'm just trying to be the father that I never had," um, because my grandfather passed when my dad was 13. Um, so my dad was the baby boy of eight kids and the age gap, the age gap between them was like, I think 18 or 20 years. So you're talking about you're 13 years old. And so like the next sibling, your age is about 30. So you're sitting here learning from them when they truly are learning what, how they're supposed to navigate in the world. So he always, that was always the thing in his forefront. He's like, I want to give you guys the love and the awareness that I did not have a chance to benefit because my father was not here for my entire um, childhood, so. Okay, so I have two questions. The first question, and this will actually go for the ladies. Do young women face the same muffling when it comes to the emotions growing up um, as young men do? And how do you deal with that? So uh, Kayla, you can go ahead and start. I grew up, there's no boys in our family outside of my dad. So I had it's me and two sisters and my mom. So he says he had like um, five wives, four wives. <laughs> so I, I think it all depends on your household. Now, I feel like I had a safe place um, growing as a safe space growing up. But I also don't recall just openly being open with my parents. And I still have that issue, and I don't know exactly. I'm working on it, but I don't know where that stems from because it's not like my parents ever said, you know, suck it up. You know what I'm saying? It was like, oh, you made a mistake. What did you learn from it? All right, let's keep it moving. So to me, it's kind of like I internalized that as, oh, I have to be, you know, this strong self. Like I can't really show emotion. Um, just recently, I was talking about my divorce, and I was like, you know, I don't, I don't think I ever really mourned it or anything. It was okay. Well, what's the next step? <laughs> you know, now I'm a now I'm a mom with two young ones. I've got to get a job. I've got to do this. I've got to move there. It was never. Oh, let me sit here and feel it. Now, was I sad? Yes, but did I was was I outwardly showing it? Not really. I mean, partying at 24, maybe. But <laughs> what do you do? But as a mom now, I have three girls. So now my dad has three more wives, he says. But um, I have three girls. And for me, it just depends on the child. So my oldest is 13. She's you know, into anime. She's very reserved. Very, she's an observer. So people think she's standoffish. I was like, no, she's super fun. But she don't know you like that. So, she, you know, so you can't really tell. She has a great poker face. You can't really tell if she's upset. Whereas my middle child, she's a no-limit soldier. So if she's mad, you don't know. If she's upset, you don't know. She had a soccer game today. They lost. And I could just tell on her face something was wrong with her. So she's just like, no, I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. And I just grabbed her and I hugged her because I could tell she wasn't in just instant tears. She's like, I hate losing. I was like, we all do, you know? So I'm glad that they, that she's comfortable enough to let it go. Right. And then that 19 months old, I'm too old to be getting with her tantrum. So I just, I just look at her and be like, you done? 
Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I just think it all depends on your household and I don't think we have it as bad as boys do because mm-hmm. I do have a bunch of male cousins and I can see them saying, you know, get us what you're crying for. I didn't get I didn't get that directly. Right. So I, I do believe there is a difference, just more outwardly there's a difference. Okay, very good. Ty, what do you what do you say? What were your experiences? Yeah, um, so to piggyback off of Kai, Kai, right? Kayla. Kayla. I don't know where I got Kai from. Uh, <laughs> it's a big of for Kayla. Um, I think it's, I agree. I think it's all about the household that you grow up. I have one sister. I don't have any brothers. And I'm the youngest. And my sister is 11 years older than me. So I just actually, funny enough, I recently found out that my mom has this thing where she considers me the most sensitive of her child. So she handles me a little differently than she handles my sister. And I just now realized it. Um, so I think it's all about like your household, your parenting, your your kid. Like I've always been a sensitive kid. Um, my mom, she's, you know, she we're from Haiti. So there's that Caribbean like feelings aren't really a thing. <laughs> so so it was like my feelings were heard when I was getting my ass whooped. Like those are the times you hear my feelings. But like, exactly. Yeah, right. And she was a single parent, didn't really know the language. And it was just like, I never really felt like bringing my feelings and emotions and my hurt to her. It felt like it was more of a burden. So you kind of deal with it. Right. It was like, mom has enough going on, you know? Um, But I was always just a sensitive child. My mother isn't very, she's not very huggy feeling. Like her love language is more like acts of service. Like she'll do anything for me. Like that's my mom, right? Like, and she'll show you that. Like if she's mad at me, she'll cook for me. If she's, if she wants to say sorry to me, she won't say sorry, but she'll cook for me, right? Like those are the kind of things that um, I grew up with. And so But I've always took the opposite side of, I guess, her personality, where I was, like, extra, extra sensitive. And um, my sister is the opposite. She takes a little bit more of my mom. She's more of the the tough girl, you know, which is, it's a dynamic. So you deal with your child the way you know your child is. So my the reason why I found that out is because my mom, I bought my mom something for Christmas and she hated it. But she never told me. She actually told my sister she hated it. But she wouldn't tell me because she was like, it would hurt my feelings. So there's that. You know, you just kind of, as a parent, I'm not a parent, but I assume as a parent, you just kind of have to deal with your child the way you you see it best. Right. Right. Okay. So Melanin Mindset says, being real, it was a big deal growing up that you don't allow your cracks to show. In theory, that is basically saying suppress those excessive emotions. There wasn't a whole lot of coddling or babying. And I find I can relate to that wholeheartedly. So I actually grew up with four brothers and I'm the only girl and I'm the baby. So, you know, a lot of the times when I wanted to cry, it was like, what are you crying for? Like, 
suck it up. Like I was a boy, like I was treated like I was a boy and I was a tomboy. So it was expected of me to be hard and to be aggressive and not showcase sensitivity. And it actually affected me to the point where it became a mind thing where I wouldn't express my feelings. If somebody hurt me, I wouldn't tell them that they hurt me. Or if I, if I was sad, I wouldn't say that I'm sad because I felt like, well, nobody cares anyway. So why should I even express myself? Mm -hmm. And so going into adulthood, it became everything is good. Everything is, is happy. I'm happy all the time. Nothing's wrong. And then I would go into the corner and I would just ball out and, and really just have these outbursts. And later on in life, I learned that that's not healthy. Like mm -hmm. if someone hurt you, you need to let it be known. If someone made you upset, you need to let it be known because it's a learning lesson for them as well as yourself. And now listen, you do something I don't like, I'm going to let you know about it. And, and that's just it. Um, and then it also depends on where you grew up, because if you grew up up north, the way that we deal with showing um, not sensitivity, but vulnerability is much different. Like it's hard to really get someone to be vulnerable who's from up north because we're on a defense mechanism type of thing. Like, why, why are you trying to get close to me? Why are you asking me these questions? Like, what's your ulterior motive? So I feel like that definitely plays a role as well. Um, there was actually a question that was posed by Stephanie for the fellas. How has what you've learned about your emotions from your fathers impacted your relationships or and emotional availability with women? Um, don't y'all answer all at once now. Uh, who wants Ooh, to start looking away? I'll go. Okay, RG. Oh, he's still working on me. This is a fight every day. I've been married for a long ass time, and it's still a fight <laughs> to like unlock those things, man. Because you know, like you fighting, you're fighting wars on multiple battlefronts where you have to be a professional, you have to be a dad, you also have to be a lover, and then you gotta make sense of everything else in the middle. So he's still working on me. Um, some days I have my great days, and some days I fall really short of the mark, and yeah, it's, it's ugly. But one thing I can do is be honest with myself. And that's one thing I've always that I've really had to be is transparent with myself. Um, thanks shout out to Ezel. He gave me a thing about called shadow work. And um, I've been working mm -hmm. it a lot. And um, just trying to discover what makes me tick so I can be a better person for everybody. Okay. Okay. <laughs> that's really nice. Um, Ezel, I know you want to. Jesus hands it in there. Go ahead. What did you want to say about it? Man, let me tell you something. Uh, honestly speaking, I remember for um, a great deal like of time, I was suppressed my emotions using, you know, alcohol and uh, and like you know just weed. So that was that was something that would would I feel like. You know would help me numb it because i would feel like that would help even me out right because i like i said i came from a place where i was supposed to hide my emotions right because i grew up around girls so you know you're supposed to be the, you're the oldest boy you're supposed to be leader you're not supposed to really show your emotions and you know i come from a nigerian household so yay <laughs> 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 that was uh 
it, it was um it, you know it was definitely drilled into me that that wasn't what what should be taking place um but as time goes by i found myself being less and less emotionally available and so therapy worked you know therapy meditation prayer shadow work all these things you know have helped me to like really gauge how much emotion i need to put into different things and especially when it comes to my interactions with women speaking of which hey i gotta do this taina you are the girl that i never had and i want to get to know you better i knew, I knew you would know i knew people would get to know. i'm so glad somebody did that i've been singing it in my head yes yes i love that girl yeah, man, I, I never forgot that. All right, all right. But yeah, that's 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 me, you know, me being able to interact with uh, women. So, yep. That just happened. That that just happened. Yeah, that that just happened. That just happened. All right, Alan, you gonna sing too? You got a song you wanna sing? No, ma'am. This voice might be deep, but it can't it can't do no singing. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so for me, I think. My dad always preached accountability. So for watching his, a lot of my interaction with women has from, been from watching my dad's interaction with my mom. Mm -hmm. So he was always quick to apologize. He was always quick to say that he was in the wrong and what he needs to do better. So in my, nope, Al is not singing y'all. Al is not singing. <laughs> <laughs> so, when it actually comes in my relationships, I'm very cautious. And sometimes you can say overly cautious because I'm like an overthinker. Mm -hmm. So when it comes to me in relationships, I'm always thinking about, okay, so if she feels this way, am I emotionally available to be able to help her that way? Um, if I'm not, mm -hmm. what's my game plan? Mm -hmm. um, I'm not, I've never, never seen my parents argue we me and my sister seen them have discussions but we've never heard them yell and scream and argue so for me if you start the whole yelling and screaming we're not about that we're not about to have that talk you're not about to get that from me like we're not about to have that because nah nope i'm one of those you know what let's stop it right now let's sit back let me think on what has been said so i can come back later the correct way and not out of anger so it has helped me making sure that I'm communicating how I want to be treated and vice versa in a relationship. But it also is a catch 22 because as my mother affectionately wanted to let it be known, she was like, you do have the cutoff spirit your father has. So if I feel like, so the way I've been raised, so, you know, most guys complain about women are taught like they're the prize. They're the, every, the man just supposed to sacrifice everything in my household. It was like, no, that's not how it works each person sacrifices towards each other. It's not one-sided. So when it comes to me and communication with the relationships, I give you my expectations, you give me your expectations. And if I feel like you are not trying to meet the expectations I have, especially while I'm meeting yours, I'm quicker to cut it off and go to the next thing. I'll just be by myself. Like I'll be, I'm fine. I'll just be by myself and I'll figure it out. Like, that's that's kind of how I deal with it. And um, I know it can be a tough pill to swallow because we live in a society where most people are taught that if he wants you bad enough, he's going to chase you no matter whatever you're doing. And I'm just like, ma'am, you fine and all. I'll walk to you, but I'm not about to chase you. Like, I'm not about to do that. I'm not about to do that. 
I done made my expectations set and I've been trying to match your expectations the same way. And if you're not giving it to me the same way I'm giving it to you, this is going to be problematic in the next five, six, seven years. So you know what? Let's go ahead and cut our losses and go about our business because there's going to be somebody. There's somebody for everybody. So there's going to be somebody who's willing to have that fight. I'm just not willing to have that fight. Mm -hmm. um, so that's kind of how I've been raised. Now, could that be a reason why I'm single? Probably. But I'd rather have peace at home than to be talking about I, I got a girl and we always arguing. So I mean, some people like that toxic energy though. Mr. Newman. Yes, sir. I know this really good website that you should go on. You can probably iron all that out. He says yes. <laughs> there it is. There it is. There it is. I heard about that one. There we go. There we go. He says yes. That's what it is. Okay, Mel. If I if I could piggyback off of this, off of what Mr. Newman just okay. uh, so so eloquently said, my brother, you know, I wholeheartedly agree with you, and um, that you know that mindset of you know being sacrificing for one another, so you know, meeting in the middle is something that i feel like i should instill inside of my son because i believe that the person that he is going to grow into becoming is someone that is worth you know making sacrifices for mm -hmm. and the person that he should find he should really feel you know not only just equally yoked but like hey like i feel like i should go above and beyond for this person so i i wholeheartedly love this mindset in which you have and honestly, you know, especially in this in this day and age, um, with the way that the dating pool is set up, y'all, there's fentanyl, there's fentanyl in the dating pool. I don't know if y'all know who that. You know what I'm saying? It's fentanyl in there. It ain't, it ain't, it's fentanyl and fentanyl and a little bit of cocaine. So we, you know, so you know, being okay with being alone is a very real thing. Unless it's the he said yes dating pool. Go there. Yes. All over there. That's it. But, but yeah, you know, it is. I, I'm, I wholeheartedly subscribe to that mindset of you know being alone, and I'm legitimately as someone who wasn't uh, addicted to relationships. Like I, I, I didn't really realize like how much peace, how much I value peace until it hit me. Like, oh my God, I really just want to be alone so that I can find and better myself for myself and then be happy alone. That way I can eventually be happy in a relationship. Yes, yes. So, segueing into Cocoa Puff Land, right? Oh, Lord. Um, the next topic that we are going to talk about is social influences. Now, I'm sure you're wondering, what does Cocoa Puffs have to do with social influences? Well, the question that I have, is there a social influence when it comes to the way Black women are treated by Black men? If you see another race or ethnicity putting down Black women, do you come to their rescue or do you add fuel to the fire? Who wants to start there? Oh, You already know. You already know I'm about to answer this one. Go ahead. So, so first of all, any man, woman, boy, child, white, black, blue, yellow, beige, your dad and your mom should have swallowed you. Ooh, if you feel if you feel like you got something to say about a black woman. 
or your dad should have yeeted you on the sheets. That man or said you should have dripped through the cracks. Or put hot sauce in the condom. Uh, Wait, who so was doing Drake? Was Drake, Drake did that. doing that? You're welcome. Yes. Allegedly. Allegedly. Doing. She should have wiped you out her eye. My Ooh. group is not like the beehive. <laughs> um, real talk now, for those who are on, if you follow me on TikTok, Instagram, and Facebook, you know my platform is definitely built towards promoting loving on our black women. My my biggest issue with what's going on in society, we like to pile on. Um, there's a lot of immature black men who have not dealt with the rejection of their childhood. Mm -hmm. um, I had just spoke with somebody a couple of weeks ago and he was talking about, man, Alan, the reason I don't date black, I was like, why you don't date them? I said, without, without coming against them about their skin tone and how they act, why you don't date them? And he couldn't answer the question. I was like, all right, so now tell me in your words why you don't date them. They're loud, they're ratchet. When I was in middle school and high school, they never paid me attention. And I looked at them, I said, you wanna know why they didn't pay you attention in high school? Cause you was a nerd and you was musty and you was dusty and you didn't know how to be awkward. You didn't know how to socially talk to them in public. That, that's your issue. That's your issue. A lot of black men, they go back to what happened to them when they were a child. I understand rejection. And I think I talked about this on the show one time. I never forget this woman, Tiffany Cornwell. And she wasn't a woman at the time. She was Ooh, a girl. Tiffany, <laughs> Tiffany Cornwell. If she sees this man, you hurt my heart, but I love you anyway. <laughs> Tiffany Cornwell. Ooh. We was in the seventh grade. She was like the popular girl in the seventh grade. Eighth grade social studies. We're sitting in the back, listening to the teacher. She looks at me. Hey, Alan, you want a girlfriend? Uh, who? What? Yes, ma'am. And it's you? Yes, ma'am. I'll take it. Okay, Class ends. She comes and see me. Alan, I actually, I, I can't talk to you. We, we can't date. And I'm like, why? And she was like, you're too dark and my cousins don't think you're attractive. So oh. we, we, I can't hey, talk bro. to you. Hey, bro. <laughs> right, right, right. Now, now, did that traumatize me for a couple of years? It did. It did. But I also learned when you get older, you're not the same person you was as a child. Right. As you're growing and you're evolving, at the end of the day, and I'm biased, it ain't no way on God's green earth that I'm not going to be with a black woman. That just ain't happening. Right. That that's just not happening. She could have been uh, a oh, where is she where is, yeah, she, where now? is she now? I do not know. But the funny thing is her cousin her cousin follows me on social media. So I mean if, So if she gonna see this name, video basically. She she might. She might. Um so wow. I think it's just a lot of maturity that needs to be had. Right. And right right now it looks like the fun thing to do now. When soon as someone says something negative about a black woman, everybody and their grandma wants to jump in on the conversation. Yeah. Um, the the guys who was on, I guess I can't think of the dudes' names, but they said they look like um, Simone and Puma. Damn, they, they 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 literally try to not identify as black, even though they come from black mothers. But yes, I know exactly who you're talking yeah. about. Is like, that a podcast like the, that you're talking about? Yeah. Yeah, they were talking about they were talking yeah, about that one. how black women are night riders and all this other stuff. Yeah, 
Yeah, like, Ooh. like, yeah, like, yeah, like, bro, no life. Yeah, like, bro, you dark as night, and you talking about you don't deal with no dark skinned women. So, sir, what do you do when you go look at your mom? Like, that's that's the <laughs> essence of my issue. Like, if you go home and you go see your mother, you literally crapping on black women, so you crapping on your mom. And of course, men are saying that's not the case. I'm crapping it on everybody. No, you crapping on your mom. Mm-hmm. So that's how I feel. I'm sorry. My bad. That my bad. Go ahead. I got to piggyback off of this one because there was something that you that you said in there that I have to definitely highlight. You know, when you were talking to your friend, you know, there it was you were trying to get this person to state their preference without tearing down, you know, black women. But it seems as if in this lifetime, it's just become so much easier to tear down our sisters than than anything else. When really, you know. And this is not me pandering. I'm just honestly saying, I, I say this because I mean this. Like, we really should be uplifting our sisters because of how much they pour into us. Like, if we were pointing to them the same, in, in the same amount, I promise, like, our, though, if, the, if we could get this unity thing going, we could go so much further. You know, it's not, and it's not a pipe dream. It's literally something that you see. You ever see, you ever see a power couple like a black power couple mm-hmm. is it's, it's 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 amazing. Like the the way in which they move, the way in which they grow, even if they have turbulent times, it's as if like you know what, we can we can we can move past this and we can grow past this. And that's a mindset that we should honestly have together as a community. But it's as if like hey, you know, the powers that be have deeply, 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 a long, 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 long time ago put inside right. of us certain negative things that, you know, make us try to divide ourselves. And, you know, we're literally, that's literally what's, that's literally what we see the effects of nowadays, you know? Um, And I, honestly speaking, I know for a fact in this lifetime, I'm ending my life with a black woman because uh, I just believe that's the best thing for me. Sir, (laughs) come on, RG, please help us. Okay, so you mean in like happily ever after, or you go off in the side of the water in a boat? Oh, fam, happily ever after. after. Come on, okay, dog. You already knew. We ain't out here swallowing Tide Pods. Come on, dog. I'm trying to save lives right now because you might get back out of the Detroit River and I'll be looking for you. Like, when, oh, fam, I need you to. No, look. Hey, brother. Let me, tell you something. Memory. Let me tell you something. We got, we got stuff we got to do. We got, you know, we got, a, we got places we got to go. We're going to grow this thing. You know what I'm talking about to we we hitting all over the world. You know gotcha. we got when 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 Africa, you know when when in the deepest parts of Haiti they listening to our podcast, then and only then can we be like all right. You know I mean gotcha. we, I can take 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 you know sit sit and kick back. But even then we ain't even we ain't trying to end nothing. Nope. Ain't nothing ending. Is I'm just saying when in the last of my days when I'm old and gray. And I'm sitting on the porch smoking my little CBD. It's gonna be with a black no. woman right next to me. Wow, yeah. that's amazing. I, I wasn't mad at that. Okay, RJ. Um, they actually did a study back in the '70s, um, where they were the government was actually giving like money to single moms, and a lot of the women at the time took the money over their black men. So I think some of the actual things, some of the in the ingrained beef that we go through was way before our time. Mm-hmm. Oh, and this thing ain't gonna happen 
overnight. But I think the fact that we even having a conversation is a bigger step than we realize. Yeah, because yeah, we want everything to happen right now. We're an instant gratification society. But the fact that we can even have a conversation is a big jump. And you want to pick that up, Brick? I got it. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like you're saying, it, it, still, it still happened now in society. Like when I was working for CCS, you know, women can't get help if there's a man in it. Right. Even, and, even if that man might have lost his job, you know, times are hard, you know. Oh, you can't get help. You got a man. Because they created a structure to break down a black family. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, we grew up in a time at the disconnect. So a lot of us are rebuilding the bonds we have from the past. But unfortunately, mm-hmm. a lot of us are, as a group, I don't know if it's us individuals, are in a financial position where we have to take help from people who don't mean us any good. So it's a catch-22. You can either have black love or food, and that's a really shitty place to be. Right. Um, you know the interesting thing, right? Um, I agree where the issue definitely did start before our times, but that's just like also saying I'm going to continue to follow the values that my parents instilled in me when I was younger, even though it's wrong. And I'm old enough to know right from wrong. People who are in the system know right from wrong. They have the resources and the ability to, you know, see. uh, Unless they really just don't want to do better for themselves. It's like you're limiting yourself just by depending on the government. Just by keeping the black man out of the house. So I agree with you. But I also feel like sometimes it's a choice. A lot huh? of people are in, a lot of people are in survival mode. They're not thinking about the next man, mm-hmm. and it takes a person that has a higher level of selfishness that tries to say, "Yo, this ain't right. I'm gonna make the right move in spite of all this stuff." And a lot of people don't have that in them, or they don't they don't think they can do it. So that's a part of the other parts of building ourselves back up, health. But right, you'd be surprised and- how many people will go for self first before actually thinking of the greater good. Okay. Before and Alan jumps in, I agree with you. And love their wealth. That's why Shorty's hollow where the ball is at. All right, I'm sorry. I'm, I agree oh. with you, but we're also talking about the same people that know how to fill out a PPP application and take the money and spend it on unnecessary items. But that's different, though. They need real. <laughs> <laughs> I got tens, but they keep it clean. I got tens, but I keep it clean. I'm not getting left out next time. <laughs> I'm dead, Kayla. I'm not. I, I mean, I, I mean, I mean, I think, I think I would, I'm not going to take that risk for about the PPP loans. I got a little butt, so I can't afford to go to jail. You're you not know, a little I'm, butt. I'm, I'm not. Hey, yo, thank y'all so much for having me on the panel today. This is absolutely amazing. <laughs> I, this is great. Thank you guys. That's it. We're not sharing showers. Ever. You know what? We ain't sharing it's showers. orange in color. Oh, no, it no, brings no, out no. the brown in your eyes. Nah, nah. I'm what good. What are you doing, I'm good. chocolate? I'm good. I need, well, I'm good. I, I need Look, internet. I need good cigars. RG, I can't be sharing showers. RG, they're going to be like, what's this we hear about a Coco Puff Master? <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> Bree, that's mad disrespectful. <laughs> that's mad Whoa. disrespectful. Nah, flag on the play. Um, flag on the play. <laughs> but I, I had I read an article though. Uh, I think it was either yesterday or the day before, and I'm trying to paraphrase it. Uh, scientists did a study on some rats, um, and they made sure that it was actually the, the generations came from the same same two two rats. And what he ended up finding out is that fear can be passed down genetically. So when you look at how we are handled and what goes on in the black culture, I can get where we can say, man, you see that we have an education for you. You see we can do this. Why you don't do this? But you don't realize the genetic upbringing that's in us is making us steer, steer towards that less productive side. And that's where it comes down where you hear a lot of black people saying, I'm here to break generational curses in my family. Because remember, all it takes is one to break that cycle that can change it for a generation. Mm -hmm. The only the only issue is black people are hard headed and stubborn. And to have that fight with black people, you have to be willing to put in the time, the effort, the blood, the sweat and tears and not want to quit. And I know this personally just watching when my dad was a pastor his biggest challenge was dealing with black men in the church mm-hmm. they would come to the church they would be happy when they initially get in the church then as soon as dad starts talking about accountability and what the black man needs to do in the house i don't like it here pastors mean and you got men leaving yeah and bro all he trying to tell you is you upset because your wife doesn't go to you for guidance if you follow these steps you won't have that problem if you follow these steps your kids won't have this problem and that's the biggest issue and i know black men get upset saying well why everyone trying to hold us accountable but at the end of the day like um we've been saying when you have a power couple a black man and a black woman that is together and then you see how their seed comes out and they're together and how they build the truth be told that's the biggest fear from these in the u.s is seeing a black couple that i don't need you to be successful and i'm going to do whatever it takes for my village to be successful whether you're going to help me or not period boo that was a you know i'm not gonna lie to you bro like you definitely recovered after that little butt statement right there I'm not going to lie to you, bro. I got cuz. Like, that's going to be. I, I should have screen recorded that. I should have screen recorded that part. I'm going to make sure that's going to be one of the. That's going to be the best. Breathe. That better not be a snippet. Leave it alone. Breathe said it too. It'll bring people in. They're going to be like, where were they from? Some little butts. So what we're going to do is we are going to go ahead and take a quick commercial break. We are um, halfway in our show. And so, um, you guys, please make sure that you follow everyone. Make sure that you are subscribing to the YouTube channel. And if you have a Black business and you're looking to have it promoted on the network, please send us your information. And we will definitely make sure that we get you on. So, speaking of supporting Black businesses... This is for Ezel. Support of people of color begins with support by people of color. Introducing Melanin People. 
Melanin People is a new innovative new social media platform people of color from all around the world. It's a place for us to interact, showcase our talents, express our passions, share our cultures, and do business, both locally and internationally. Download the Melanin People mobile app now. Connecting people of color. Shout out to Melanin People. It's actually a wonderful app. It's good for networking. Um, please make sure that you guys check it out. Download it. Let them know that he said what network, as well as Ezel Moon, um, informed you about it. So um, we've spoken about Black households. We've spoken about social influences. So Black love and relationships. And it's interesting because we are already talking about the power couple. Um, when I think of power couple in... Yes, Ezel. Oh, God. You remember what I said at the very beginning of the show? I knew you took all of the topics and you merged it into one. But you, but you know I was right, though, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> He's so, so humble. He's so humble. Yeah, you know, that's, that's okay. That's okay. Um, Melanin People is available on Apple. Um, so if you go into the store um, and look, just put in Melanin People. Um... I forget, let me, I'll show you guys what it actually looks like because there's a similar app, but that's not the app. So you definitely want to make sure that you are downloading the right app. Um, and while I find that, um, as I was stating, already looking, okay. As I was stating, when we say power couple, um, I am actually the first couple that came to mind and is unfortunate, but Will and Jada. Will and Jada is a power couple. This oh. is what... Um, the Melanin People app will look like it'll just be an M and a P. Um, will and Jada, they they do everything. They're amazing. They're very influential. And oh, they do everything, all right. Okay. They do everything. They do everything. And we don't want to be in it. If the thing is, but oh god, it's a power where. Um <laughs> the thing is, you know what? Honestly, I've seen it got the power. Um, honestly, oh, Jason and Beyonce. All it is is the. F- mm. I'm done with y'all. All it is is the fact that what they do behind closed doors got exposed. Well, it, it got went on a TV out. show. Power's off. And he wrote a book. <laughs> yeah, we didn't ask. We didn't ask for that information. Oh, Who's gonna what? tell with a cripple dude? That's what I want to know. How none of us. <laughs> that li- like none of us woke up one morning and was like, "Hey, Will, tell us about your sex life." Nobody asked that question. Nobody okay, asked that question. Tell us, tell us how no unhappy you were so in your marriage. This is the interesting thing, though. It's interesting because social media is known for outing you. It's known for putting your business out into the forefront instead of letting you deal with as well as you as an individual. Um, instead of dealing with it behind closed doors, how people in relationships normally do. Um, Man, you, you said normal. Listen, let me tell you, you got the crazy people in your family and you go to cookouts, they say, hey, don't you go over there and mess with Johnny now. You know Johnny ain't got it all. They don't go into telling you why Johnny don't got it all. They who don't, don't go tell into you? telling you who in your family is child molesters. They just say, oh, yeah, hey, that, you don't. come over yeah. there. Yeah. Yeah. So with social media it just allows people to really dig deep into others relationships 
I guess the question though, breathing is what is people's accurate definition of a power couple? Because mm. are we saying you're a power couple because of your financial gain? Are we saying you're a power couple because of your careers? Are we saying you're a power couple because of how you handle your relationship? Because mm -hmm. sometimes you can be a power couple and don't have the most money and mm -hmm. don't have the social stand, uh, the social standing, but the way you handle each other in your marriage, in and out, your integrity, all of that stuff plays a part. So, right. I mean, just because I said integrity, that kind of takes Beyonce and Jay-Z out. Yeah. That takes Will and Jada out. Yeah. I mean, the you closest power... about Denzel and his wife. Who? Denzel, Denzel and his wife. I was about to say them, that I can look at them like that, or most people's default is Michelle and Obama. That's most people's default is Michelle and Obama. Now, yeah, that's what I was about to say. Exactly. Now, if you're talking about a power couple, I want to rock like Michelle and Obama. Mm -hmm. I'm not trying I to be Jay-Z. It just depends on like what you see happen. Now, as far as we know, Michelle then could be having a whole fling and we don't know about it. We don't know about it right But but you see you see that in the atmosphere. But I'm not I'm not take that back. They fine. But you see how quick we're but you see how but you see how we in the black community is really quick to if you about to say something negative about those two, you about to get you about to catch it. Because we just don't believe that they'll be the ones that'll violate that bond they have. Will and Jada, we like, why are you surprised? They've been talking about for 20, 30 years that they were swingers. We just found out that it was true. Like, people knew rumors about Jay-Z and Beyonce. It just wasn't said until they did eliminate and everything. So, yes, sir. Oh, I know you about to say something crazy. What so you about to say? One, one, Will and Jada. Uh, it's not swinging if it's cheating. I just want y'all to understand that. Like, <laughs> <laughs> you put that out there, like <laughs> no, 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 she cheated. I went on that swing. Like I, I, yeah, like that wasn't on the swing. Like no, 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 she cheated. You had an entanglement. Just because, just because you know that she cheated and you say it was an entanglement. Because she. Whoa! Hold on! Hold on! Hold on! Hold on, wait a minute. Gloria's a show for Amanda, you know it. Hey, whoa. hey Gloria. Whoa, whoa, hold on. Wait a minute. Was that what? a black face on that? Was that a black woman yeah. who said that? Yeah, that, that is. Gloria, whoa. go ahead, do me a favor. Log out. Close your eyes and just walk into the middle of the street. That no, we don't have to find her at because oh. what you're not going to do is disrespect. See, Michelle Obama said when they go high, we go. You know, when they listen, go low, we no, go no, no, no. Hold on, hold on, hold on, because listen, people are entitled to their own opinions. And so they are, and and they are entitled. Saying some stuff. And they are entitled to close their, their eyes. Listen, and walk in the house. no, listen. Go play in traffic. What? Listen, <laughs> people are entitled to their opinions, whether you choose to agree with them or not. They're gonna say some stuff to get you going. Like I'm not gonna put up the other comments, but so 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 all I'm going to say is this. Remember earlier when I said the black men who disparage black women, their mom and dad should have swallowed them, or their father should have eaten them on the blanket. Drip through the crack. 
and that's all I got to say about that. No, you're good. That's all I got to say in regards to her comment. Now, now here's why um, why I believe that Beyonce and Jay-Z are a power couple, because of look what they did with their issues. They made so much money okay. <laughs> off of making us believe that, oh, they're over. Oh no! No, you can say the same thing about Usher. Usher fucks up his life every album and makes the best albums yeah. ever. He just got multiple power couples. RG, <laughs> you know it. You know, you know. Usher been fucking this shit up since confession. <laughs> he been ruining his life all the time. Oh uh, no, you people are not what. They say you people are nut jobs. I actually feel good. You know what? You know what? You are nut jobs. No, no, no. No, you know what? I actually I actually appreciate what she's saying. You want to know why? Because you're not doing your job on your podcast until you got someone who decides to log in and spew negativity about it. Absolutely. So I Um, I ain't even mad about it. Listen, I mean, at the end of the day, a view is a view. Thank you. You here. I heard that. Thank you for the views. I mean, and it really, it just gives you, it gives you people to understand, like, this is why I say, you know, people are entitled to their own opinions, because that's how they feel. Here is the fentanyl in the dating pool. (laughs) (laughs) People are entitled to how they feel, because I guarantee you, there's some things that we all have said that people don't agree with, and they can say that we're wrong, but... Who cares, right? So just because this person says whatever they say, it doesn't take away from the conversation that we're having. Because at the look end of the day, Bree. we're having a conversation on black love yes, and relationships. Look at Bree. She, look okay, at Bree trying to be a, over not... here being, being a top-notch moderator for the day. Yeah, once, right. once in her career, she's being a top-rated moderator. Uh-huh. You're done. <laughs> I, I wish I could put you in timeout. You're time done. Out. <laughs> You're done oh my gosh. I'm oh. just saying. She said, "Let me look. Let me prove them that I'm the moderator. This is how we handle this the show while I'm doing it." That's right. Okay, okay, so, um, Melanin mindset. Once they have something that they want to say, um, yes. we'll we'll figure out. There's no dialing number. But I was, I was oh, out to get your, we need to figure that out. Hey, yeah. hey, hey, look, look, look. Call, call this number right now. <laughs> call this number right now. Call, hold on, hold on, hold on. Oh, I got, Lord. I got. Call this, this number. Hey, call this number right now. Hey, call two eight one three zero zero. Sorry, two eight one three three zero eight zero zero four. I'm nervous. I feel like this is set up. Three, I feel like this is three, set up. Zero. Eight zero zero four. Anybody hear that train coming? I feel like the wreck is about right around here somewhere. You see it? Okay, this will be uh-huh. great. Hey man, how y'all? How, how y'all not not know? See, I knew it was something. Okay. How, how y'all not know? So, when RG, it comes my, to RG, too brute? when it comes to uh, black relationships, do you feel as though the expectations are I set at a higher standard? <laughs> hey. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It's him. It's him. <laughs> I just wanted to I'm sorry. 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 I'm sor
Yes. Um. Yes, I do feel like um. People expect black couples to be perfect. Um. Good example. Let's say. Let's say. God forbid. Barack Obama and Michelle get in an argument that goes public. Mm-hmm. People are going to dissect that argument, no matter how small it is, and make it sound like there's no way they should be having these arguments. No couple is perfect, but I do feel like people people put extra pressure on black couples more than other couples. Now, interracial couples, I can't really speak on that because I've never dated outside black women, so I can't really touch on that. But I do feel like they do put more pressure on black couples than other couples. I don't know if anybody else can kind of speak on the interracial part, so. Mm-hmm. Um, as someone that has been in an interracial relationship, I can honestly say that, uh, and, and also been in, you know, a relationship with a black woman, um, I have felt more of the pressure that, that, you know, from other, from others within our circle come from, come when it came to the, um, uh, when it came to you know being in a relationship with a black woman, but in the in a racial in a racial relationship, I felt more pressure coming from prior generations. You know, as in like, oh, you know, y'all shouldn't be together. She should go with her own, and you should go with your own. That type of that type of thing. Mm-hmm. You know, but when it came to like you know, you know to uh, to uh, the being with a black woman, it was more so. Of, hey, you know, you guys need to make sure that you guys. Uh, it was more so the pressure of. Um, sticking together, uh, making sure that you you're you're actually on time, so to speak, right? Like getting married on time, having the first kid on time, getting your first house on time. You know that that type of or, ordeal. Different pressures, but I would I can honestly say I felt for me personally speaking, it was it, it felt more you know when it came to being in a relationship with a black woman. Right. I don't know. I think it's the culture. I think um, we are we measure things by each other's culture, and I think the desperation that we put on each other actually creates the actual tension, because you know, like everyone has a way of doing the thing. So you can look at Ezel said, like he wasn't feeling pressure from the woman himself; it was just her family. As for if you go with someone of your own kind, they're like, "Yo, you look like me, you sound like me. I'm literally going to give you more leeway," or vice versa. So sometimes I think it's more the culture and what we were raised is actually creating the pressure versus just being a black, white, whatever thing. Okay. I, I can definitely see that. Um, a lot, I think, uh, a lot of it stems from, too, when it comes to um, a black couple or just two black individuals because you can relate so well, it's almost as if you have this expectation of that's what you're going to go through. What you went through growing up is what you're going to come across if you get into a relationship with someone who shares the same struggle versus getting with someone whose family was established and they don't know what it is to have food stamps or go to bed hungry. They always had um, Nana cooking something, you know, as soon as they came home from school. Um, so I think that sometimes that's the perception that people have. Like, why would I get with someone who 
chances are because they look just like me, you know, they don't have those privileges. Um, they have to work twice as hard just to be on the same level as someone of another race. Um, and, and I could be wrong, but just just talking to a lot of uh, a lot of guys, that seems to be somewhat in the ballpark. Like you don't want to struggle. You've struggled all this time. You don't want to struggle anymore. Yes, Izal. You know what's so so wild is the fact that we, uh, especially in like you know the, the relationships that I've had with black women, it's been a known thing that we have all have to work twice as hard to get half as far. And you know, that that is such a that's such an ingrained mindset that I truly and honestly feel like it's terrible. We shouldn't that that's not something that we should have to to deal with. You know what I'm saying? Um you know but it, and well, and something that I, I definitely look for when it comes to a, a relationship is that you know we're not going to have to stay in that mindset right like like we're going to like you know either we're going to make changes within our circle or changes within the world you know to where we don't have to pass that you know because that mindset is traumatic you know what right. i'm saying and I, I like that i honestly believe that it builds more trauma in the blood if we pass and if we pass it on so i feel like when it comes to a relationship you know what i'm saying uh to find someone that does that 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 understands it that can acknowledge it but feels like we're going to try to you know build something to where this doesn't have to be a mindset we have to pass down right um kayla yes are we are we just talking about black and white or are we talking about like interracial just like interracial interracial because mm. i saw like a lot of comments we're talking about like you know black and dating someone white, whereas like my current partner is Hispanic. Mm -hmm. So I mean, still totally different cultures, you know, but it you still I think you kind of still have that pressure because you know everybody does everything differently. But the thing is is when I was married, I was married to a black man. Still had pressure because we grew up totally different, you know? Just because we look the same doesn't mean we all grew up the same, kind of like what you were speaking to as to why people might date outside their race or whatever. Right. You know? He, my, my dad was in the military, so I moved around a lot. I was exposed to a lot of different things, whereas he was born and raised in one spot in Georgia, and the first time he truly left was when he joined the military. So he tried a lot of new things with me. So it was still pressure of, you know, he's like, oh, you know this, and I've never done that before, and then it will go. So I think it really does come down to, like, how you were raised. You know, this is the first person I've dated that wasn't black. Mm -hmm. But it, for me, it was more of a mental connection, other than, you know, because I always said, you know, I'm marrying me a tall, dark, chocolate something something you know <laughs> but I think as you get older and you learn yourself and I've been by myself for a long time to realize you know where my peace is you know so I'm okay now I will say I've never been colonized take that as you will mm -hmm. but you know I, I think the Hispanic that's as close as I'm gonna get <laughs> to it. I feel 
still love, you know, my black men. But I think that you can still, I love the saying, all skin folk ain't can folk. Mm -hmm. So just because we look the same don't mean we've all had the same upbringing. And that in itself is just pressure. Right. Okay. Um, Hey, she said, she said, make, make, make it like I, make, uh, make my coffee like I like my man. Hot, black, and strong. I'm done. You know, Ezel, you about to be in time. A now. little bit of Colombian, what too. Is, just what is your... A little yeah. Colombian. <laughs> <laughs> I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm joking. Yeah. <laughs> so, okay. Final question, and we'll start with time. What do you feel when it comes to Black relationships and love? What do you feel we're either disconnected at or what are we missing? What what is the main ingredient that we're missing in black relationships? Oof. That's a loaded question. Um well there's a couple of ingredients missing, but the first okay, thing so gonna be, give me two. is communication mm-hmm. and respect. Mm-hmm. I think those are the two that I find that we're missing is I don't think we're speaking the same language. I think we're just like missing it. <laughs> missing each other what what our needs are i think black men are asking for something and black women are asking for something else and we're hearing something else and they're hearing something else that we're just right. like not communicating and then the other thing is just plain respect i think there's a in both directions i feel like there's a um a lack of appreciation mm-hmm. um a there's a piece of just taking for granted kind mm-hmm. of thing um, that happens in both, again, in both directions. I think, I think those are the two things that I would say. Okay. All right. Um, RG, what about you? What do you think? Um, the biggest thing I see so far is we're not allowing each other to grow. Um, we're, having expectations, but we're not allowing for each other to grow and learn from each other. Mm-hmm. We all come in and say, I want things this way, you want things this way, but we're not meeting each other in the middle. Right. And as we grow and change, we're not hearing each other. So that makes communication that much difficult. You know what I mean? And that's that's a challenge that I currently face, you know, is like we're growing and sometimes our growth levels are going, they're going up, but they might be going this way, they might go in. But we don't give each other room to grow, and then we don't come back together to understand where we're going with this. And that's what makes it tough, especially when you're in a when you're in a relationship with someone that you love, and you just expect them to understand without truly taking the time to actually understand both sides. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You know, some people are super communicative, like Izell. Some people like me, kind of stoic and saying horrible things. But we have to find that balance in there somewhere and learn how to grow with each other so we can get the best outcome. And that's where I think we're missing it at. Gotcha. Okay, really good. Um, we're going to go to Kay, and then we'll come down to you, Ezel. Kayla? Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You're fine. What do I think is missing? Um, just communication and also vulnerability. And not I've been talking all day. Um, yes, and or the ability to be vulnerable, right? And that's on both sides, mm-hmm. you know. 
you have this strong woman trope of, oh, she can do it all. And just because I can, don't mean I want to, mm-hmm. you know? And then you have the men, I can't really speak for men, I'm not for one, but we go back to what we talked to earlier. Are we as women a safe space for them? Right. Can they be vulnerable with us? Because if not, then you're going to have the two hard-headed people just bumping heads, not communicating and not feeling safe. And if everybody is always on 10 and can't relax, it's going to cause tension, it's going to be toxic, and it's just not going to be good. Right. Okay. Nice. Um, Mr. Moon, what about you? Man, everybody has basically pretty much said uh, said it, especially when it comes to, you know, that lack of a safe space. Um, but then, but that also, you know, to me ties into trust, mm-hmm. um, that lack of communication. I feel like there's also, you know, there's a, a, across the board, there's a lack of really just knowing yourself, you know, knowing what it is that you, that you can and cannot deal with, can and cannot put up with, um, because we all take, you know, this one, this the 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 next person at face value, and we think that, oh, okay, well, you know, we'll we'll have they have the potential to grow into what I want them to be. When really, this is a whole nother person who has their own life experiences, mm-hmm. and you know, <laughs> they they quite honestly are going to be, you know, what whatever they feel is best for them. So um, acknowledging and taking on that mindset. Um, I feel like is also lacking inside of this world. And um, I feel like what's lacking inside of just the dating pool in general is common sense. Yeah, not so common after all. Okay. All right. Um, And then Mr. Newman, what about you? Dang, you would put me at the end of all of them after all those great answers. Yeah, um, imagine me. <laughs> You're a natural at this, though. Um, I would definitely say communication, like they said, honesty, transparency. Um, also, a lot of us unknowingly bring the triggers and issues from our childhood into relationships. Mm-hmm. And we don't realize it until that person triggers you. Um, one thing I normally do in my icebreakers when I'm getting ready to know somebody, my first question once is like, what caused you to be single? Like what happened in your relationship? And, and not just what he did wrong. Like what do you think you did wrong? Right. That made that relationship end. Um, and I tend to, I'll ask that one time, one time, and then I'll wait a couple of months and I'll ask it again. Cause you'll be surprised. People forget their answers sometimes and they'll give you a different answer when you ask them again. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you bring triggers in your relationships that affect a lot of stuff. Communication is one of the biggest, biggest things. Cause first of all, we're, we all believe we're good communicators and we're probably not. We think we're a good communicator because in our circle, that's how we communicate. But that doesn't mean that you're necessarily a good communicator. Right. I can sit here and tell you all day, man, I, I, I talk all the time and I tell everybody what's going on and I'm always transparent. And then when you have someone who doesn't know you listen, they're like, no, you're not. Because every time I ask you this question, you change the subject and go somewhere else. And I actually dealt with somebody that was like that. She swore up and down she was a good communicator. 
And every time we had our conversations, I was like, how are you feeling? She'll change the subject. And I'm like, you still didn't answer the question. How right. are you feeling? I'm not asking you how I'm feeling. I'm asking how you are feeling. And people don't know how to answer those questions. Um, so I think those are the biggest factors that affect our relationships. Right. Um, and also, one thing I do when I get out of a relationship, and I see we just see, see it up here about true healing yourself. Mm -hmm. When I get out of a relationship, I'm not trying to jump into the next one. I tend to dump everything that happened in that pri previous relationship so I don't make that same mistake. Am I saying I'm going to be perfect in the next relationship? I'm not. But at least I know if this contributed to what happened that ended that last relationship, I'm going to work on that so the next relationship, that's not going to be something that's going to cause a trigger in the relationship that had the potential to go beyond just a couple of months or a year or so, like to be forever. Right. So sometimes we just have to be real with ourselves in our relationships. And that's the problem. We tend to give people what they think they want to see out of us. Right. I can actually write, I can sit here and actually right now, how are you as a person? Oh, I'm loving. I walk the dog. I help old ladies across the street. I do all of that. That's all fine and dandy. But what if I sit there and piss you off 12 o'clock at night and you, you ready to fight me? Like, are you going to fight me or are we going to talk? 12 o'clock at night? Are we fighting? See, 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 I need to know that. Are, are you going to bust me upside my head when I go to bed? Like, are you about to you slug me with the pillow? <laughs> yeah. See? Down to the so, white meat. <laughs> Brie is a walking red flag. <laughs> <laughs> Wait but, a minute. But, <laughs> <laughs> But you, you have to have those genuine conversations. So I think trust, communication, and being transparent and being able to heal yourself are big reasons why some of these relationships don't go where they need to go in the black community. Also, we use that. I'm not going to be like my grandma. Okay, I'm not actually to be like your grandma. I'm not. I'm telling you right now, I'm not trying to cheat on you the way you saw your aunt and your uncles that get cheated on, the way your mom got cheated on. Sometimes you got to address that stuff. Yeah, because sometimes you got to address that. You can mess around and date with somebody who's seen mess in their family and they won't say nothing. Mm -hmm. And then as soon as you say something, my mama told me about niggas like you. And you looking like. Right. <laughs> so, Mr. Newman, should your first date be at the counseling office? Because, dog, that's a lot to unpack on the prime rib, my boy. Golly. Like, I just want to be honest. The reason why. The reason why RG is, and I'm not saying you guys, but I'm just getting, I'm too old for me to have to sit here and play this, what's your favorite color, what's your favorite TV show, and all this foolishness, and then we've been kicking it for like a year, and now I'm like, yo, I may want to really marry this woman, and I still don't know her, because how many people are getting married? The pandemic's a good example. Yeah. You have these people getting divorces because they never truly knew their partner, because all they did was go home, sex it up, have kids, go to work, go home, sex it up, go to work. That's all they did. I don't know what your fears are. I don't know what your triggers are. I don't know what happened to you when you was a little girl. I don't know what happened to you when you had your first boyfriend. I don't know none of that stuff. And let's be let's be realistic. Everyone knows, especially in the black community, sexual assault is a big problem in the black community. Mm -hmm. I had a friend who had no clue that his wife was molested until she was 17 years old. When he got married, they were not intimate for 10 years until she got counseling. Wow. So we starting out with counseling. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Yeah, cool. that's what he said. He just wrapped it up for you. Not painting with yeah. a twist, just good old-fashioned counseling. Shut yeah. up. This dude said painting with a twist. I mean, it is a twist. They, they have art therapy. I'm done. Yeah.
They I don't want to see that picture. That picture's scary, yo. I don't want to see that picture. Sorry. <laughs> Why they start putting the Freddy Krueger colors? No, 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 no. So I. So, um, the two things that I'm I'm gonna say, um, we are missing when it comes to um, black love in relationships, is the understanding that I am not your competition. You do not have to compete with me whatsoever. You do not have to one up me. Um, I am. I'm really. I'm trying to support you and encourage you to do better. Not see if I can get to the finish line before you. We have this thing where we want to just compete with you so bad and be the best. But you know, it's 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 okay to be the best. You can be the best at whatever it is that you're doing. Understand that it's not a problem for your partner to be their best as well. Like that's just that's just the way it is. Um, and as I said, it encouragement. Uh, we are missing encouraging our partners. We want to be encouraged, but we're not encouraging. And that's a big problem because that opens the doors for other people, Instagram, social media, work husbands, to slide on in and give your partner some words of affirmation that you just failed to do. So, I mean, pouring into your partner, we're not doing that. We're taking, like they say, iron sharpens iron. Sharpen your iron. So you can sharpen your iron, if you get what I mean. So, (laughs) but no, in, in in all seriousness, um, you know, you have to find a way to motivate your partner. You have to be their biggest cheerleader, whether you got a small booty or not. Um, be their biggest cheerleader <laughs> and, and pour into them. And if you do that, then your partner is going to feel like the best person in the world. And it's going to be thanks to you. So what we're going to do is, yes, work husbands, they know what they be doing. They be sliding in. Um, what we're going to yeah, do is we're going to go ahead. Going. And wrap up this show. Everyone is going to give you their social media information and how you can reach out to them. And uh, then we'll go ahead and, and, you know, roll the credits. So once again, I appreciate each and every one of you um, viewers for coming in, throwing your comments into the chat, engaging in the conversation with us, even if you had negative stuff to say. Um, I appreciate you taking the time out of your busy schedule to showcase how negative you are. So with that being said, um, the Cocoa Puff Master himself. Yes, sir, that name will always be with you, okay? And I think Mr. I saw someone ask the question about what yes, the Cocoa Puffs Puff were. Please explain to us, explain to her what uh, Cocoa Puff Master is. And, and yes, you got the floor, Alan. So, correction is not Cocoa Puff Master. Um, so, for the young lady it who asked the question, it is. <laughs> for the young lady who asked the question, um, I term the phrase Cocoa Puff when I address uh, my black, the black women that are the audience on my um, different social media. So, for me, it's a term of endearment. Um, I, ironically, a lot of my followers have grown accustomed to that now. So, they actually refer to themselves as this now as well. Um, so basically, uh, for those who want to follow me, you can find me on Instagram um, at Newman underscore junior underscore 2.0. And you can also find me at the same handle on TikTok, or you can follow me here on Facebook at Alan Newman Jr. as well. Or you can follow me on Twitter um, at Newman underscore hot takes. 
Um, for those who don't know, I am a part of a podcast for She Said What that is normally on Wednesdays. So tune in every Wednesday at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time until 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Um, I have a Black or Latino uh, guest that comes on, Black um, or Latin American woman that comes online. Um, and we talk about issues that we can do to shore up our community. No, they are not like the beehive. I don't know why she's saying this. Um, that is not... So I would like for us to go ahead and ban that commenter so she can't be on here anymore. Um, Coco Puff milks do be the greatest though that and Coco Pebbles. Uh, yes. Um, <laughs> Look yes. at him blushing. <laughs> 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 yeah, I'm like messed up. Um, but yeah, so um, for those who don't know, two years ago, I dropped my first book. Um, called Black Women and Why I Love Them. I also have my own merchandise as well. Um, if you go to either my TikTok, Facebook, or Instagram, just click on the link and it'll take you to the website. Um, and no, the reason why I'm single is just because I'm socially awkward and I enjoy my me time. Uh, how are you socially awkward? How? Shut how, up. How, 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 shut how? up. No one asked you, sir. Okay, just saying. Sir. You don't seem socially business. awkward to me, sir. Not at all. I don't get that vibe. But he's okay. like the strong, silent type. Look at him. Yeah. Got the very white thing going. He's real smooth with it though. <laughs> yeah. Y'all are annoying, but that's all I have. As you can see, these jokesters over here got a lot to say. It's okay to be fly, dog. It's okay to be fly. It's, it's okay. I'm not doing this. I'm you need to accept this. it. Yes, man. We're Bree, trying to Bree, encourage you. Bree, Bree. It's not about Bree. me. Uh, Do you? Uh, yeah. So. Uh, <laughs> I didn't hear anything. So, um, Kayla, um, yes. you are up. Please let the people know how can they follow you and uh, what it is that you have going on. Um, so I'm just a mom <laughs> and I'm an educator and I start my master's program soon. You can follow me at Instagram at underscore K-L-A-D-A-N-I-E-L-L-E. That's Kayla Danielle, and you can follow me on TikTok at Kayla Danielle. Um, I post random things, story time about my classroom. I teach freshmen, story times about my children. Um, I bake a lot, so you just can get a lot of good home stuff. Okay, okay. She has, uh, guys, I follow her on TikTok, and I'm mad because I haven't seen my little buddy in a minute. She has an adorable she baby girl. No, ma'am. No, ma'am. I need she to bad. see her back on TikTok. That's all I'm going to say. I'll put her little bow legged behind up there. Oh, my gosh. All right. <laughs> uh, next, we have Ezel. Please let the great people know how they can reach out to you and what you got going on, sir. What's good, great people? I am Ezel Moon. And thank you guys so much for tuning in and watching me right here on He Said What? <laughs> <laughs> Radio Network. Um, yeah, you can definitely follow me on at EZelmoon underscore. I'm on Instagram. Uh, I am also on Twitter, Facebook as well at the Real EZelmoon. And uh, yeah, I have some amazing interviews coming up. I've had to reschedule some, so I have one coming up tomorrow as well as one that's uh, scheduled for this weekend. And we will, in fact, be shooting our podcast. Um, Live podcast, definitely come through, come to the comments in Iraq. You know, you might get put up on stage if you say the right thing. Ha ha. Um, 
But yeah, tune tune in. And um hope y'all have a blessed, amazing day. All right. Thank you, sir. Um Taina, uh you had a comment. You had a comment in the comments. They said you ready to go. You ready to go. So what does that mean? You're ready to go. Means you're ready to go. It's provocative. It gets the people going. It's okay, girl. It's okay. So we'll go ahead and let you let the great people know all about. He says yes, and what you got going on, and how they can reach out to you. Uh oh, I think she froze. Ty, yeah, she was ready to go. She, she, yeah. <laughs> so, so okay, we'll come back to Ty. RG, sir, please uh, let us know what you got going on. How can the people reach out to you? Thank and, you, ma'am. Um, yeah, this is uh, RG from Simply Sports from the He Said. What? What? Network. You can catch me every Monday on Simply Sports with one Mike and RG. You can also catch me daily hanging out with my brother, Ezel Moon on Moon Man Moves. The podcast, as long as our show can be found on every place you can get a podcast. So there's no excuse why you're not following all of us. Mm-hmm. Um, This week on my channel, 40 and Still Gaming, we did a review of the new Pokemon Legends Arceus. Um, that is also on the website and we're just rocking and rolling, man. Just, I'm thankful that you guys had me on the show. If you need me, Instagram, our games, I, I, and Jesus hands. Jesus hands. Yes, sir. Thank you. Thank you. All right, Ty, it's your turn. Let the great people know how can they follow you? What do you have going on? And explain to them about he says yes. Yeah, so he says yes is a um, dating site that I created, and we're still, you know, rolling things out, but it's up and running, and um, it's just a safe space for us to date as the Black community. So it's just a curated space for us to meet each other because um, a lot of dating apps are saturated. I am a big advocate, and I really enjoy online dating. My last three relationships were for online so i do believe that it works Mm -hmm. and so i created it just for us to um just meet black men and black women and a lot of those dating apps there's a lot of swiping before you find someone that i personally am attracted and look for uh when i'm dating black men so it's just a space for us to just meet talk chat date and get to know each other so um check it out um create a profile i'd love to hear feedback so you can um, reach out to me at um hsy underscore app uh, i'm always available and yeah just want to make it an app that we can create for ourselves and our community um where we can meet each other and um and just strengthen black love you know that's uh that's my thing so um so yeah, that's what he says. Yeah, it's very like simple. Just want to bring the love into more of a like not such a saturated uh, space, but a curated mm-hmm. space uh, for the black community. And so um, yeah, check it out. Let me know. Create your profile. Get 
get the swiping. It has all the features that you um, you'll get from other dating apps. Um, so, uh, and the one thing I will say, once you sign yes, you will receive um, an opportunity to get four weeks of free online therapy through BetterHelp. And some of our users have already taken advantage of that. Uh, I believe that a healthy single is a healthy partner. And so um, really encourage people to take it, uh, advantage of that uh, feature and that partnership that we have. So yeah, Betsy says yes. Yes. Nice. Um, member of He Says Yes. And yes. Mm -hmm. You're one of our daters mm -hmm. with your thirst trap, I heard. <laughs> <laughs> she doesn't gang, watch gang, our show. Gang. She does yes. watch our show. Yes. Gang, <laughs> gang, gang. I was like, ooh. That's yes. Cool. No. If y'all don't follow, if y'all don't follow Brie, go ahead and follow her social media because Brie be dropping them little uh, thirst traps. No. Okay. So, so, wait, wait, so on the he yeah, said yeah. yes app, can I find like, uh, you know, what I'm saying, let's say if I'm looking for Here a lovely go. young lady uh, who go. likes other uh, other lovely young ladies, can I find that on the app? <laughs> you're, you're, looking looking that that you're, like, you're looking for lesbians. No, I'm looking for bisexual women. Bisexual women, everyone is welcome. All right, well, for sure. Y'all, for those guys <laughs> that are looking for the bisexual ladies, make sure y'all check out the He Said Yes <laughs> all, Better all health, he's in. Better health. She got it up there for a reason, but boy, hit that better health first. Just say <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> no, one. you can say all, all are welcome. So are welcome. Uh, do your Always filtering, filter, look for that woman. Yeah. Oh, All right. I'm going to go now. <laughs> so what's going on, great people? Uh, oh, wait, that's what our, that's what uh, says, great people. What's going on, everyone? It's your girl, Simply Bree. Um, I am CEO of the He Said What? What? <laughs> network and um this platform this platform is geared towards bridging the gap in communication between black men and women um latin hispanic men and women um people in general but the focus i will not lie the focus is predominantly on blacks um because i can relate um and a lot of the hosts uh can relate uh, a little stronger so he said what is um, the home of five amazing shows. Um, this just happens to be a bonus for you guys. And this is something that's going to take place once a month. So we will actually be rotating our uh, guests. So you do have the opportunity to become one of the panelists uh, each month. All you have to do is just reserve your slot for the he said what show or she said what show. And if your week is actually selected, then guess what? You'll be one of our panelists. Um, today is Wednesday. So usually on Wednesdays, we have the she said what show from 8 p.m. until 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Thursdays, we have Simply Brie and That B. And that is with my co-host, That B, where we talk about all types of crazy topics that you guys are able to resonate with. And it comes from two different backgrounds. So that starts at 8.30 until 9.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. 
Sundays, we have Let's Connect with P's Intuition. With your girl P, P's Intuition is phenomenal. She is very on point and she provides spiritual guidance. So if you want to tune in, it is in the morning, 11.30 a.m. till 12, but it's only a half an hour show, so you don't want to miss it. Mondays is the Simply Sports Show. So you will actually see RG even more in his character, just his natural habitat. And him, along with one mic, they will discuss sports coverage. Sometimes I pop up every now and then when I feel like working. Um, that's what they say. But uh, for the most part, it is sports coverage, but we also have set topics each week. So that's Mondays from 8 until 9.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. If you guys are not catching it, it's Eastern Standard Time for all the shows. And then Tuesdays is the He Said What show with myself, where I am hosting, and I have one male guest, um, and I will ask some questions based on topics and issues that we are not addressing within the Black community so that we can begin to acknowledge the problem and then move towards finding resolutions and healing so that we can have healthier relationships. So this is what He Said What is all about. Please go to hesaidwhatnetwork.com for more information about the shows. Please make sure that you are subscribing to the network. Right now we are at 269 subscribers. Yes. And our goal is, at least by the summertime, to hit 1,000 so that we can continue to bring you some of the best content. We're going to do that anyways, but we just want to be able to broadcast it out to everyone. So if you can and you are watching this, please make sure that you subscribe. And let us know what you think. You know, did you like the episode? Is there, you know, topics that you wish we would touch on? Um, let us know. We're open to feedback, criticism. We make adjustments. Every voice counts. So good, bad, it doesn't matter. It all counts. And little booties are welcome. Little booties are <laughs> welcome. Every cheek, no cheek left behind. Okay. What? Yes, no cheeks left behind. These cheeks are gonna be left behind. <laughs> Except for um Mr. Uh, that down there. Good night, <laughs> Nappy Dreamer. Good night to everyone who uh came in. And also please make sure that you are following the He Said What Network on Instagram across all social media. Uh we'd love to have conversations with you and just see, you know, if we can pick your brain. So for the most part. That is it. That's all I have for you. I hope that you guys have enjoyed tonight's discussion and you are looking forward to next month's discussion. Um, until then, I hope you guys have a safe evening. Don't work too hard. And make sure that you tell someone you love them and you appreciate them, okay? Mm -hmm. With that being said, we are gone. Deuces! Bye! <laughs>